everyone, welcome to the Graveyard Shift, the weekly horror podcast where we take listener-suggested movies and break them down into the good, the bad, and anything else we find fun and or relevant. My name is Mike, and I never work the Graveyard Shift alone. Please say hello to the lady whose default video filter is sparkly pixie just like the neighbor in this movie, Heather Silman. Hey guys, it's Heather with Wednesday Wine and Horror, and I'm super excited to be joining Mike on this episode. Woohoo! Yeah. And today's episode is The Troll, the Witch, and the Worst Neighbor Ever. <laughs> That's because <right. laughs> we watched Troll. Oh, God, did we? Directed by John Carl Buechler. Produced by Albert Bann. Written by Ed Naha. Story by Joanna Granillo. Music by Richard Band. Cinematography by Romano Albani. Edited by Lee Percy. Distributed by Empire Pictures. Released January 17th, 1986 with a runtime of 82 minutes. A budget of $700,000 to $1.1 million. You know, it's always nice like when the cost of an entire house can just get lost in the margins somewhere. Right. Like, <laughs> did, did we invest $700,000 or did we invest a million? Oh, it's only $300,000. Who cares? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but it still made it back because it had a nope. box office of $5.5 million. I don't understand. But anyway, let's continue because I don't understand that at all. <laughs> I don't Starring get Noah Hathaway as Harry Potter Jr. <laughs> Michael Moriarty as Harry Potter Sr. Shelley Hack as Anne Potter. Jenny Beck as Wendy Ann Potter. Sonny Bono, because we have Sonny Bono in this movie. Exactly. As, as Peter Dickinson slash Quagmire. Oh, God. Phil Fondacaro as Malcolm Mallory and Torok the Troll. Anne Lockhart as young Eunice St. Clair. Julia Louise Dreyfus as Jeanette Cooper. Gary Sandy as Barry Tabor. June Lockhart as Eunice St. Clair and Giorgio Armani as himself, which I was surprised that this guy was credited because I did not notice him in the movie. But then again, who would I be to recognize Giorgio Armani even if I did see him? I never knew. Like, I legit had no fucking clue that he was in this movie until I looked it up on IMDb and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's in this movie somewhere. Have no idea. <laughs> And because my friend Eric would be upset if I didn't mention it, a secondary title for this episode would be, You're a Triuary. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Since I got a better response, I may make that the title. Yeah, you should. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, a little bit of trivia before we get into the proceedings. All right. Now, Troll's plot has no relation to its sequel, Troll 2. Or the two Troll 3 films, which are more intended to be horror than fantasy. Yes. It's, uh, its first sequel, Troll 2, was originally produced under the title Goblins, and is considered one of the worst films of all time, and was retitled Troll 2 to cash in on the success of the original, which, to me, is already crazy enough before we even talk about Troll 2, because we're not going to talk about Troll 2 on this podcast. I will, however, be talking about it on Heather's podcast. That's right. But this is Troll 1's time in the spotlight. That's right. So again, success of the original. I have no idea how that happened. Because, uh, you know, 1986, pretty sure Transformers, the animated movie, came out mm -hmm. in this year. Yeah. And it was definitely 
better. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the film's Creepers, also known as Contamination or The Crawlers, and Quest for the Mighty Sword, also known as Ator 4, Ator 3 the Hobgoblin, or Hobgoblins. Boy, when a sequel can vary between numbers, that's just telling you something. They both adopted the name Troll 3 as an alternate title, despite neither having a plot relation to the previous Troll films. Except that the Hobgoblin does resemble the Goblins in Troll 2. And in August 2011, rumors circulated of another sequel titled Troll The Rise of Harry Potter Jr. Along with a, uh, an animated series. The film starring Patricia Arquette and Baxter Bartlett was supposed to be released in 2017 with an animated series being broadcast in 2018. However, no information has been forthcoming since then and with the death of Buechler in March of 2019, it is unlikely that they will ever be made. I don't. Does that sadden me? Because I'm not really sure if it does because I'm pretty sure I would have not seen any of the other sequels. After watching the first Troll, yes, I saw Troll 2, but dear God, help us all. <laughs> help us all. <laughs> and since the release of the Harry Potter book starring in 1997, some of those involved with the film have accused J.K. Rowling of borrowing elements from Troll. Mm. Uh, the producer, Charles Band, stated in an interview that there are certain scenes in Troll, not to mention the name of the main character, which predates the Harry Potter books by many years. And John Buechler's partner in the Troll remake, Peter Davy, said about Harry Potter, in John's opinion, he created the first Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling says that the idea came to her. John doesn't agree. I'm going to say that I feel like it might be a little bit ripped off. That's just me. I don't know J.K., but you have to think about that. That's, that's a little coincidental, right? Come on. Well, the this ancient, wizened, magical, magically infused human offers to teach him magic. Yeah. There's trolls in it. It's pretty. Like there, there there's a, like there's reason to believe that some of this got lifted. I'm sure it got lifted because most most things come from some type of inspiration. So as we usually do, we uh, we talk about the goods first. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to talk about the goods? Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So we always start with me. And okay. uh, I'm going to say I like the fairy tale castle and the uh, the book opening Okay. for the, for the movie. It looks nice. It, it sets the scene. And the music is nice. It, uh, you know, it be begins on a nice note. Okay. I'll, I will agree with that, but I'll say that my good was that, well, my first good was that Sonny, you know, Sonny Bono was in it um, because he's pretty cool. And I don't really know how the fuck they got him to do this movie, but that was my first good because I was like, oh, I got you, babe. Right. So like <laughs> they had to have some kind of star quality, more star quality in it. So that's going to be my first good for that. I didn't have a lot. <laughs> so. <laughs> You say star quality, but name a second Sonny Bono song. Uh, exactly, and that's how they got him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, so my second good is Michael Moriarty in this movie not having a Southern accent or a New York accent. Because <laughs> he, we've covered two movies with him. 
on the podcast before. Uh, Cue the Winged Serpent, where he played like this Bronx thug. Yeah. So imagine him just like, ah, oh, geez, I just got to get a break in this wild. There's people talking. <laughs> just people keep treating me like a schmuck. It's just not right. I just got to find my big break in this wild. The dad like blew my fucking mind in this movie. Oh my god, so corny. <laughs> he was so fucking corny, though. Like he was. Come on, he was a typical yeah, st- dad. Strangely, not the weirdest dad in the troll series. Okay, don't even mar- get me, <laughs> don't <laughs> even get me started margin. with that. <laughs> now another movie he was in was The Stuff, which mm-hmm. I think was also 86, 80, uh, mid eighties, and that one he played a. Uh, uh, I don't know what the fuck his job title was, but he had a southern accent in that. And his name... His name wasn't Mo, but he had everybody keep calling him Mo. And he, he's one of those people that gives you his own nickname because nobody likes him enough to give him one. Well, okay, so it actually came out in 1985. Um, and his name was David in the movie. So I don't really know where the nickname came from. I'm not really following that because whenever someone gives him money he'll, he always asks for mo well he needed some mo acting skills for troll one <laughs> he needed more writing <laughs> yeah he needed something for sure so he makes it in the good simply because he drops the stupid accents yeah yeah and, and he's kind of an all-star <laughs> this is his third appearance on the podcast so this is uh you know, this guy is, this, this is him at his, quote, best. Oh, God. Well. <laughs> it's relative. I don't have uh, <laughs> much else to say about that, but I, I can go in with my second good. Um, so Eunice St. Clair, uh, you know, the witch. I like the fact that when um, Harry Potter Jr. goes to see her, that she's basically like, well, she does anything she damn well pleases, and I'm for that. She was like an independent woman. She was like, I don't, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I do anything I damn well please. So I was like, hell yeah. Like, I was for that. So I did like, I liked her character actually quite a lot. Compared to everybody else's, I actually really liked her for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I got my, I, she, she is good mm-hmm. in parts. However, like, at by the end of the movie, I've got some problems with her, but oh yeah, I do too. No, that's for I another section. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my next good is the line that Harry Potter Junior says when he's told to play with his sister, and he goes, "Play with my sister? I'd rather watch Star Trek." Ugh, I'm on, like <laughs> set phasers to dull. And I'm like, this came up before the next generation, so this is a kid in the mid '80s making a reference to a to a late '60s. TV show. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that either. Like, I think I remember going back and being like, "What? Why the fuck did he say that?" Because he was written by a thirty-five-year-old man. <laughs> I guess so. But it's like not as relevant. But I mean, it's one of those films that you watch it, and I don't think you really, unless you overanalyze everything, you don't really pay attention to that in the film you're just like okay whatever he said this dumb shit and let's move on yeah he was clearly written by somebody in their late 40s yeah for sure i agree with that 
Oh yeah, I oh I gotta correct myself because again, uh, the story was written by well, the story was written by Joanna Granillo, but I don't know if that just because they wrote the story doesn't mean that they threw that line in there. It may have gotten punched up a bit. So who's to say what the gender is of the person who wrote it? But at least we can agree they were in their late thirties to mid forties, making yes. a reference like that. Very, very strange, but, I mean, it fits in with the whole theme of this really fucking weird movie. <laughs> the kids are going to love, the, the kids are going to love this 30-year-old reference I just dropped in this movie. Oh, God, help me. Or 20-year-old reference. Yeah, it's super cringy. So, um, I guess my next good would be that uh, the friendship, the friendship between Wendy and Malcolm Mallory you know, I, th- I thought it was super cute. It was like she made her a new friend, and he was so genuine, like his role. He was, like, he was very believable. So I was like, oh. I loved Malcolm. Uh, like yes. The character of Malcolm, Phil Fondacaro, was excellent. His character is a sweet, as you said, genuine fellow. He was. It was very realistic. It was, you know, I mean, I know it's a movie, but like the way he spoke to, you know, Wendy and the way he spoke to the mom and everybody, it just felt like, like he is legit this sweet in real life. Like this is how he is. And so I was for it. And I, that was a really good part for me. Yeah. He, he gains sympathy and affection from the troll, which is funny because he also Mm -hmm. is the troll. Yeah. I found that kind of crazy. Like, when I'm watching it, I'm like, wait a minute, he's a troll, but, like, he's not bad. He's not, like, an evil troll. Or at least he wasn't portraying at that time, like, he wasn't mean and evil, and it was just so strange because he's so sweet, naturally. Yeah, he plays two I He like plays him. two elements, like, mischievous and, and, and kind of cruel, but also sweet and genuine, because the troll that he plays is also fucking great. He's creepy. He's gross. Uh, yes. And even the character of the troll, when disguised as the girl, uh, I'm just going to throw her in because like they both play the same character. She is very yeah. good at being mean, cruel, or just like animalistic in her personality. Like the little sister, right? Yes. Like, she acts she like was a like, subhuman creature. She was snarling <laughs> and it was sister. like growling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little sister. Wendy. But no, she was, she like creeped me out a little bit. Like this movie's not scary, but she (laughs) creeped me out because I was like, if that child was in my home, I would have to throw her ass in a cage because that's how she acted. Like she did do a good job at being this like, (laughs) uh, what is she? She was a troll. (laughs) Like, oh my God. It's crazy. Seriously. (laughs) All right, and that was my last good. I am unfortunately out of goods right now, Mike. So there you go. Okay. I tried. I tried really hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. I'll just barrel through my remaining goods, and uh, mm-hmm. you can either let me know that you're going to be uh, countering that later on, or you can just be like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> oh, I, I've got plenty. I've got plenty of moments. Well, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you how to react. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't tell me what to do. This is 2021, okay? <laughs> okay, so my next good is Harry Potter, Harry Jr.'s bedroom has a Dungeon Master poster, which was the, the directorial debut of Buechler, the director of this movie. And if I, and if his name is like Bachelor or something, well, then, you know, 
if no one's correcting me on the show, I'm not going to correct myself. So I'm just going to call right? him Buechler because that's how it's it seems to be spelled. Uh, my next good is just like Bono. Uh, as like this sleazy Glenn Quagmire character, he's got this Chinese paraphernalia that he's clearly not really into. He's just getting <laughs> it to appear worldly and, and to impress these girls, which I I mean, I can see him trying to use materials to impress women because his personality is fucking garbage. <laughs> he's trying to make yes. out with this girl and he's like, hey, girl, do you want pancakes? And she's like, yeah, and he goes, OK, well, so do I. So make some. And I'm just like, oh, you, you, you sleaze ball. He was a sleaze ball, so I will, I will agree with you on that. And that, you know, oh my god, he was a dick. But <laughs> like he was. But he had, he clearly had too much disposable income because the Chinese symbols, the dragons, the tapestries all over his place. Like he, he tried to make his room look like half jazz lounge, half opium den. Yeah, I didn't like it. I'm not for the whole... I, I, I never understood why people got on trend with that shit at all, ever. Because getting into another culture is supposed to be like, see, like, I'm white, but I, I, I can expand beyond my whiteness. I, I can appreciate another culture. Not too many. Or, you know, other cultures, but, you know, another. That, that's, their ver yeah. that's their version of it, trying to appear, like, worldly. But he did have an arcade machine in his apartment, though. So that mm -hmm. was that was pretty sweet. That was like the coolest thing in his apartment besides besides the hot babe that he was trying to bang. So I'm just saying. <laughs> Slash turn into his cook. <laughs> yes, basically. And yeah. my next good is also about Sonny Bono because apparently the goblin turns him into the Genesis device from Wrath of Khan. Oh my God, that scene. To terraform his apartment. <laughs> it's it's just fucking weird. Like you see Sonny Bono, and then the goblin turns him into a into a weed field in his in his own apartment. Yeah, it was like a greenhouse. It, like I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't get that. I, I the whole time I'm like, okay, so Sonny's apartment is the culprit, right? This is like where the kingdom is going to start. I guess. Apparently, it's just the first kingdom, though. Yeah. I, I, I swear, I was going to expect Child Spock to come out of that pod at some point. I got really terrified when he kind of transformed into that pod. He looked like a cock. I I would agree. And I also felt like he just, it was like this really huge green bean kind of type thing. Like you open up, the, you know, open up the green bean and then it's like all this shit shooting out of him. Like it's ejaculating trolls. I was expecting Stephen King to come out all covered in moss, like meteor shit. Like, what the fuck is actually happening? Oh my gosh, it is just there's just so many things happening. Uh, another good I have is the various creatures in this movie. They look really good, like like almost Henson esque. Yes, I'm gonna agree I with you. Yep. Even though some of them look like they may border on copyright infringement, like the one that looks like a ghoulie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next good, simply because it made me laugh, not because it was, like, aesthetically pleasing, was Michael Moriarty busting a move like his own remake of Risky Business. Oh, my God. I put that down, too, as one of my, like, moments. I, I was dying. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, I'm going to legit copy that shit and get in shape and that's what I'm going to do. Those exact moves. I'm going to tear gonna my be, couch that's, up. <laughs> that's going to be your that's <laughs> going to be your rise to TikTok infamy. 
right? He's like, I'm doing aerobics. Like, that is not fucking aerobics. Like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, my next good is uh, the dude gets turned into... Dudes in this movie get turned into gross but neat-looking monsters. Mm-hmm. But Julia Louise Dreyfus just loses her clothes and gets some leaves in her hair. Like, I approve. Especially when she's basically wearing, like, a vine thong and we yes. get to see her ass. I'm like... Yes. She was like still hot. Like they didn't transform her into anything, um, you know, ugly or creepy. It was like, oh, she's really hot. She's just kind of like the whole Adam and Eve thing going on. It's like <laughs> she still looks really good. She still looks good. She does. She's really pretty. I agree. Uh, my next good is hot old lady becomes hot young lady. Mm-hmm. They don't explain why. And I guess it doesn't matter because she's still gorgeous. She was gorgeous but, as an older woman, but you know that's her daughter that played the younger version uh, of her. Yep. Yeah. So, so it was like, there you go. That's why they both are so hot. It was like, mom, hot mom, and then hot daughter. Yeah. Hotness is hereditary. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> My next good is the fucking boss of this movie, a fucking massive gorilla bat. Like, I'm impressed. Like, he, he definitely wouldn't be taking orders from the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-mm. No. Like, fuck you, bitch. Get your own slippers. I'm not messing with farm girls. I'm just going to be over here eating a horde of bananas. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you can go, yo, fuck yourself. Right? You have a lot of goods for this movie. God, I feel like I just didn't, you know... Anyways, go ahead. You just you have a lot more goods than than I anticipated. I felt pretty positive about this movie overall. Yeah. Like I, I, there are I, I've got just about as many bads. Oh, I got a lot of bads. <laughs> <laughs> and my final good is the awesome orchestral choir song at the end credits. It's reminiscent of "This is Halloween." This is Halloween. Yes. I was for so, that. <laughs> yeah, if you have a if you have an Elfman esque end credit song, that's automatically a plus. It's it's good. I agree with that. I mean, the music was. I mean, it's like they actually put a, quite a bit of uh, thought and time into making it like that. Really good. Not like Troll Two, but anyway. <laughs> Positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least keep your negatives focused on this movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so, and uh, now we can move on to the bads. And I always let the guests draw first blood. Okay. What is your first strike against this movie? Okay, so in the pretty much in the very beginning, you have the the dad, uh, Harry Potter Senior. That's like, oh, I'm gonna go to Rat Burger. Like, what the fuck is Rat Burger? And then you see Wendy eating the, what was it, the works, and the way she fucking eats it and the sound, I was I was like, oh my God, I hate smacking. And oh, the she, ADR in this is terrible. Like, this is not a human making this sound. No, she's like, nom, 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 nom. like, literally, that's what it sounded like. And I was like, is she, she's really fucking hungry. But also, you know, we know that she's transforming or is a troll but still, yeah, that that was more like a bad, cringy thing for me. I, I can't, I did not like it at all. Yeah, you think a troll would be like grabbing the food or like, you know, like swallowing it without without chewing it, like 
But anyone that's like making like gratuitous sounds while they're eating, it's like you're making that sound with your mouth. You're not even chewing, you're swallowing. Like if, if you're hungry, like eat. Yes. She was You can more eat grossly, but yeah, you can eat grossly, but that's Ugh. a that's a performance. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like the sound. I did not like the sound that was coming out of that little girl. I was like, God, no. <laughs> My first bad is <laughs> a lot of things the brother does. Uh, the first being mom and dad are going to be pissed when they find out you've been hiding. Like he follows his sister down the stairs. She's been screwing her. She's been hiding in the laundry room. She got replaced by a troll. He doesn't know that. He just thinks that she's been hiding on him. Yeah. And he goes like, mom and dad are going to be pissed. What the fuck is wrong with this With this possibly teenage boy? Like, you've got puberty to deal with. When is hiding a crime in this family? Yeah, I didn't get that either. It's like he, he almost sounded like a whiny little titty baby, you know? Like, I'm going to tell, like, what the fuck? I don't think she gave a shit anyway, to be honest. Like, it was like, okay, go fucking tattle on me because she's a troll and she'll destroy him anyway. <laughs> yeah, I've got more to say on him, but what is your next bad? All right, so I'm going to go with my next bad. And it kind of, because I kind of have my bad and what the fuck, you know, type things going on. But the dad dancing was kind of bad. It was pretty bad to me because, you know, they're playing, uh, what was it, Summertime Blues. But it's like this weird rock, trancey version of the song. And Yeah, it was almost like an outlaw country cover. Like, I don't get, like, who thought of making this? Who decided to say, this is a really good version of a, you know, a classic song. And, and yeah, like him dancing, it was just like, I could not. I had to actually rewind it that part, and I went back to it and rewatched it because I was like, "What the fuck is he actually doing?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember that scene in my head without hearing, "Just take those old records off the shelf." <laughs> yeah, but it's like he's like dancing in the living room, right? And he's fully clothed, like he's getting ready to go to a fucking business meeting or some shit. Yeah, at least if you're gonna dance, dance in your underwear. Like, go full into it. Like, what are you doing? And so, you know, the mom is just like, <laughs> like, you can see that she's looking like, oh, that's just dad being himself. Like, <laughs> why did you marry this schmuck? Like, what's wrong with you? Be I'll tell you why, because he moves like that in the sack. Oh, dear God. Take me to the hospital then, babe. There ain't no way. He'd be fucking everything up doing that. That's too, that's too much moving. That's too much moving for me. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> uh, so my next good is again, or my next bad is again, the fucking brother Harry Potter Jr. Because... It's a, my note says, you're going to tattle on your sister for hiding, but when she tosses you across the kitchen like a fucking rag doll, because all you did was express concern when she experienced pain grabbing, what was it, milk? Yes. She burns herself touching milk, and when you're like, oh, are you okay? She tosses him across the kitchen, and then they're just like, are you okay? And they're just like, uh, yeah. He's going to tattle on her for hiding. But she tosses him like a fucking doll, and now he's clammed up. Yeah. What is, it, the, what is, the, what is the criteria for, for tattling in this family? I'm not really sure, but when she threw him against the, you know, like that wall, I, 
I was like, but you're bigger than her. Like, why are you letting her? She just threw him. Like, it was no big deal. And yeah, like you said, he, he wasn't going to tattle about that. But it was like, oh, I'm going to tattle because you're fucking playing hide and seek. Or whatever was going on. It, if you're going to be a whiny bitch, like, this is definitely a, a this is definitely a reason to whiny bitch. He really was a fucking bitch. Like, I'm sorry, but he was. Like, I would have tattled on him. Been like, why is my brother such a bitch? Like, maybe he was supposed to have been the older sister, but they had a boy, and they're like, it is what it is. He's got a vagina, though. <laughs> the little sister should be like, don't I have to turn you into a cocoon before you become a fairy? Come on. I mean, my God. Yes, very much so. Okay, so what's your next bad? All right, so my next bad would be when Wendy is going into Peter's house. And the thing about it that got on my nerves was the fact that she just like walks into her, her uh, into his house, right? Just makes herself at home. And that's right before she turns him into a troll or turns him into the pot. But it was like, how fucking rude. Like you just walked into the house. Like it, these people apparently are that friendly. Well, I don't like people enough to just let anybody in my house. <laughs> like, yeah, if any, any kid walks into my house, I would immediately grab them by the scuff of the collar drop dr gently drop them outside the first time yeah and if they try it again i would throw them out and just be like if you have something to say you can say it across this threshold yeah it's so weird that they like i get the whole like being neighborly because they lived in the, what was the apartment complex thing but it's like she just like straight up walked in like what if he was naked like she did it didn't even matter and then she but you know whatever <laughs> she turns him into a troll so there we go <laughs> my next bet is the musical number that's been intercut with the poem of the night mm -hmm. i mean i would have liked to hear this story but it's really distracting when the discount muppets are singing about ebola <laughs> yes i mean aren't they singing about ebola because i keep hearing that phrase like i couldn't like, understand what they were actually saying obviously but yeah it's like ebola ebola and i'm like what was that a thing? Like, was that happening? I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Jesus. This makes you want to drink, let me tell you. Yeah, it, like I said, I had plenty of good to say about this, but there are some fucking low lows in this movie. Yes, very much. So, again, Malcolm is telling this poem uh, about a night, and I want to pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. I want to hear it, because, you know, when Phil Fondacaro talks, I listen. Yes. But you don't have that option because you're also trying to tune out the intercut Muppets going like, Ebola, 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 Ebola. It's like they're ruining the whole fucking moment of him being poetic and shit. Like, shut the fuck up. That would yeah. have been me. The man is speaking. Yes, and his voice Silence. is heavenly. I loved it. I loved the way he spoke. Uh, and, and that musical number... I have a second bad that's attached to that mm -hmm. because uh, Eunice St. Clair hears the Trolls musical number and she blows her horn, which, uh, which traumatizes them. You think she would be clearing out the apartments since, you know, she can obviously hear the, the Bola song. She mm -hmm. knows the Trolls are there. She's like already done something that pisses them off. But you think, oh, she's going to be like Ghostbusters now. She's going to be clearing out apartments, kicking some ass, or, you know, cons you know, doing anything. Yeah. But no, 
she just fucking kicks back in her chair and starts like and, and resumes listening to her Duke Ellington records. Yeah, she don't give a fuck. I mean, that that's she, my whole take on that. It's like, okay, well, what the fuck ever? I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. She's supposed to be like the keeper of this ancient wisdom, the only one who knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, like, just that knowledge puts the responsibility of action on her part. But she's just like, you know what? It's been like 400 years. I'm just gonna fucking do nothing. It's like, even when she goes like, oh, how long has your sister been replaced by a troll? Oh, it's been like, uh, like since Friday. Oh, well, we've only got a couple of hours then. And like, if you knew about this at least a day before this conversation, you could have just said like, oh, by the way, the trolls are on the move. In three days, they will complete their arcane ritual. We've already lost a day. We need to fucking work on this. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that care. whole. Yeah, I didn't get that whole like. Okay, it takes three days for them to complete their kingdom. Like three days, really? And yeah, like you said, that. So she knew, but it was like, let, let's just wait to the last ten minutes. <laughs> let's just we're gonna YOLO. We're just gonna fucking listen, wait. I gotta listen to Billie Holiday sing Bloody Sunday or something. <laughs> oh my god! Right? <laughs> or was it Lonely Sunday? Whatever that cursed song she did was. I don't fucking know. I think I was too, in, I was too, like, I think I was turning into an actual troll while watching this, to be honest with you. I was scared for a second. I was like, I am turning into an actual troll. Like, I had to make sure branches <laughs> wouldn't come out of my asshole or anything like that, because this movie fucked with my head. <laughs> it did. Yeah, she's just listening to her fucking jazz records, and I'm like, there's a fucking global crisis happening. You, you yeah. won't be able to listen to your damn records if, you're, if, you're, if your apartment turns into a fucking calliope from the Middle Ages. Ugh. Stupid. Ugh. Yeah, she's been fucking around with her mushroom in her apartment while the neighbor's kid has just gone on a rampage, and then she's immediately disarmed. And ambushed in her own apartment and then transmogrified into like the trash heap from Fraggle Rock. Yeah, and that mushroom plant, that's a whole nother like podcast in its own. So she's got no defense. You think being magic, she'd find a way to like reform herself after being transformed, but mm-hmm. no. For someone who's supposed to be like the, the keeper of this ancient wisdom, she's supposed to be like the uh like the wise hermit. Like the Obi-Wan of this of this series, and just like Obi-Wan gets immediately killed the second action happens. Yeah, I don't think she was as powerful as let on, obviously. We'll find that out later, but yeah, she just was <laughs> it was like I have all this knowledge and I'm gonna tell you what to do, but really I'm weak as fuck. I'm gonna spend my magic just giving myself an extreme makeover. Yeah. I just and turned into a hot it. babe. <laughs> that, that was her magic. She's like, I'm this old lady, but now I'm super hot. <laughs> her super her all her super magic power is basically finding a sugar daddy. Right? Oh, don't even get me started on sugar daddies. That's a whole nother show too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh god. Okay, so that's like almost three bads in one because they're all around Miss Claire. What so, they are. Uh, what is yeah. your next bad? Okay, so I, I think I would consider this a bad for me. Uh, it's when Jeanette, uh, you know, she just kind of appears into the mystical forest. But the thing that, like, was really creepy to me was the fact that once she's wearing the leaves or whatever the fuck, I guess she's a troll, is that the, the 
one of the other trolls, he's like looking at her with these lustful troll eyes and making this like, mm, like so creepy sound. Like it's almost like she's like, right? <laughs> it's like she's, you know, coming out of this. What was it like the pod or the forest thing? But. He's like sitting in a chair, like he's getting ready for a fucking lap dance, but troll style. And I was like, "What the fuck's happening? Are they gonna fuck? No, they're not, because it's not that kind of movie." But still, I was waiting on it. Yeah, there's no fucking in this movie. Like Quagmire tries to fuck. Well, I think he does, right? No, because like as soon as he's like, "You can make some pancakes," she she walks out. She's just oh fucking yeah, done with them. she does because nobody. I mean, you don't have pancakes first. You fuck and then you have pancakes. Like, get it right. Yeah. And since you brought the girl over, you make the pancakes. Yeah, exactly. Like, use some fucking manners, dumbass. That's why he got turned into a troll. Well, first he got turned into Ron Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Ugh. Yes, Ron Jeremy's pretty disgusting, but I think that the troll version of Ron Jeremy still actually looks better than the actual real Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Eric agrees. No, like my, legit. my friend said that on my on my Facebook page. Ugh. She's just like, you know, Sonny Bono, current Sonny Bono still looks better than Ron Jeremy. Oh, he's so gross. Oh, he's so gross. I can't. So that would that would be my you know that's that's my other bad. I have a lot of other moments, but you can continue. Uh, Harry Potter Junior. He's such a shitty hero. He loses his spear, gets fucked up by the gorilla, and he's so pathetic that the troll has to vanquish his own plans by killing the monster. Yeah. Like how and and this and this shitty witch back to her. She says "gotcha" and laughs like. Anything she did went to plan. She is the worst witch. She really was the worst witch. Like, I didn't even get the point of that. Like, I okay, she was the witch, but at the same time, I'm like, you know nothing. You're just, like, hanging out in your apartment. And, like, this, you know, fucking teenager comes over and, like, that's her new best friend. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to save the world and save save it from the trolls, but... Let me not actually use any of my real magic that I supposedly have. Yeah, and she said, like, I may teach you magic. Does he use magic? No. He's not good with a spear. He could have used some magic. He didn't use shit. He just whined and fucking tattletailed the whole time, it seemed like. (laughs) He whines. That's his power. He whines so much, even the villain's just like, fine, I guess I'll do it. God. Yes. (laughs) For sure. I guess guess I'll (laughs) stop the troll's plans, and I'm the troll. (laughs) Yeah, the, even the trolls were sick of that. We're like, you know what? We're just going to kill ourselves. Like, fuck this. Harry Potter Jr. And you know what? Every time I say Harry Potter Jr., I want to say Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> because I'm like, wait a minute. It's like, is he going to appear? But I don't know yet because the fucking names. Oh, my God. Harry Potter Jr. I can't get Harry Connick Jr. out of my mind. <laughs> he sucks, though, by the way. <laughs> Not a fan. That would have been good if it was like a Mars Attacks thing where he starts like playing his trumpet and then... Yes. And then... <laughs> oh then like God. the troll's head explodes. Yes. 
That would have been you much know, better. Just that one scene would have been better than this entire movie to me. But anyways. If you're going to rip off Tim Burton's music, you may as well rip off the ending of one of his future movies, too. That's right. That's right. Uh, so what's your next bad? All right. So let's see. Um, so my next bad is when Harry goes over to uh, Eunice's home and he knocks. He comes in. And she and, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I knew it was you because you have a prepubescent knock." Like, what is there? Like, so if you're a preteen, do you have a different knock than you would if you were a child or an adult? And it was just kind of weird, and I just didn't get that. I was like, "Oh, she knows his knock because he's a preteen." It was kind that of was cringy. Her- <laughs> like, I was like, that, "That was her delicate way of saying you knock like a bitch." Okay, uh, it must have been, but at the same time, I'm like, prepubescent? Like, stop saying that word. You definitely don't knock like a man. (laughs) No. Well, he wasn't a man, obviously, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, I just thought that was like weird and bad. I was like, okay, Eunice is like, is she trying to holler at fucking Harry Potter Jr.? I don't know. I mean, he could do worse. He could do worse. I'm pretty sure he has. I mean, she's the second hottest lady in that apartment that's not his mom. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. I didn't think the I mom mean, was very hot. But. <laughs> he, he never stood a chance with Jeanette. I mean, she's she's she she's the kind of hot that like only fucks like Wall Street guys. Yeah. So I, yeah, that, that, that old lady that. was the only one in his in his range. Uh, he would have been a sugar baby for sure. I mean, like, if we had, like, a Mrs. Robinson moment, that would have been fucking Ooh, great. Oh, that like, would have been great. I'm going to teach you magic, but first there has to be a, a union between us so that I can transfer my experience to you. Oh, God. Oh, what kind of experience oh, that would you been, like to share? That would have been a movie. I would have been like, oh, I'm going to rewind this shit. Wait a minute. It's getting kinky. Like, that would have been for me. <laughs> I would have enjoyed it much better, <laughs> even though that's a little strange. But still, I would have been like... Oh, I'm for this shit. What are we watching? Troll 1? Enter me now? I don't know what's happening. Well, that's when she just breaks off like a tiny piece of the mushroom and like puts it in his (laughs) mouth and just says, now wait in the bed. You're going to see some shit. I mean, that mushroom already looked like a dick. But that like (laughs) talked and had, and then she puts the lampshade over his head. It grows. It fucking grows when it gets excited. And its eyes, did you notice that the eyes were kind of, had this like weird green, goopy, I don't know what it was that were on his eyes, but they were glazed over. And I'm just like, either this, you know, mushroom dick plant is super excited. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I guarantee you, like she gets high off of that thing. Oh, more power to you. Maybe that would have helped her in her witchcraft. She should have (laughs) tried. She should have tried to take a bite out of that fucking dick plant because that would have helped her. Yeah, she turns into a young lady and also her pupils are dilated. And I mean, I can turn into a young lady myself. Rambo. I mean, fuck. That's why they have filters and shit. If that's a, if, <laughs> Hey, I'm a, I must be a witch too then. <laughs> uh, so uh, was that your bad or mine that we were on? That was my bad. Right. Yeah, I think so. Okay, my bad is after the troll gets destroyed, after the troll kills himself, because, or or kills his guardian, I guess, because that Mm -hmm. undoes the worlds. Yeah. So the apartment's back to normal. And then the family leaves. 
why the fuck is he leaving? Like, the, the father, like, eventually he opens the door, sees, like, trolls in the apartment. The, the Somehow the mushroom lady leaves her apartment because, like, they open the door to the hallway. They don't look in her room. Yeah. So she gets transmogrified in the hallway, it would seem. And she just tells the family, stay inside. They get attacked by trolls. The whole thing starts shaking. The uh, t- plant tentacles come out of the top of the apartment. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just waiting for Aubrey, too, to start singing Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. It doesn't oh. happen, but I'm waiting for it. Yeah, this it is- doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then the, the family afterwards, they open the door. The apartment's gone. Uh, all, the, all the tenants are gone. That got, that got changed, sadly. So we don't get to see Malcolm coming back. No, we don't. I, I, you know what? I wondered about that, too. I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, where's he at? He's like the best character in the movie. Like, where did he yeah. go? Are, is it that. just the are the worlds destroyed or just the door to the worlds destroyed? Meaning, like their apartments now, but now that they've been birthed, now they're free floating somewhere in the in the cosmos. Because yes. I want to believe that so that Malcolm is alive somewhere, and that sexy Julia Louise Dreyfus is chuckling naked in triplicate out there somewhere, fucking people to death. I don't know what she does. Yeah, you never find out. You, you never find out what happens to her. That that was me too. I was like, well, wait a minute. She gets into troll land, and then her boyfriend too, right? Like I can't really recall what happens to him. We never because we don't see it. Yeah, it's like he just disappeared. Well, she leads him into the forest, and then we see the troll smiling. <laughs> oh God! Stop well, smiling. Because he, he's surrounded by you know three naked Julia Louise Dreyfuses. I'd be smiling too. Well, I. Okay, I I get that. It, then it just disappears, so we don't know. Like, did he turn him into like a a giggling pixie too? Because she because she was his boyfriend. Does she get a say in the matter? Like, I what is? Like, we don't see what happens to him. We don't know what the troll's plans are. What we don't know what the troll did to him. But my bad is the family leaves. I'm thinking all these tenants are gone. This landlord is in such dire straits. You could have got rent control, utilities covered, two-thirds off yeah. the usual rate. You could have been set for life in that apartment. You could have named your terms and just be like, listen, I'm not going to press charges. And if any new tenants show up to replace the ones you've lost, because you've just lost like three or four, you've just lost like three floors of your business. Yeah. Like you're going to need gone. some good, you're going to need some good word of mouth. And I'll be happy to provide this for you. But, you know, you're charging me like 200 bucks a month rent and you're covering electricity and water. And I will talk sugar about this place and I will help you get tenants back. Yeah. But you're going to make it worth my while. That would be a fucking sweet deal for everybody. It would be. But yeah, like the way that they left the whole time I'm watching that and I'm like, wait a minute. So they like put in. Like, what was it, one suitcase a piece? Like, you didn't take any of your shit with you. You just fucking left. No beds, no nothing. stove, a no suitcase. nothing. A suitcase. Like, you know their asses didn't show up in this new apartment. And they're like, oh, well, maybe it was already <laughs> furnished. But I don't I don't know. Because, you know, it's I, like those little details they don't tell you. So I have no idea. So no, and it's such an impulse decision. The crowd is still outside after seeing a, a tentacle. <laughs> Some leafy tentacles coming out of the the roof of the building. 
uh, roots, I think, are coming out of the walls. I don't fucking yeah. know. The crowd yeah. is still there. The cops are showing up, and they're coming out with a suitcase. Like, they just decided in an instant, pack your shit, we're going to a hotel. And then the cop gives them directions to the police station to fill out a report. Why? Yeah, like, why do you need to fill out a report? Like, I didn't get that either. Like, when he said that, he was like, you come by the station and get the report. Like, what report for what? <laughs> like, the trolls took over this apartment complex? <laughs> like, how do you well, report no- that? <laughs> Nobody came into the apartment, so at best, you think the cops would be asking, like, what was up with all the plants coming out? Was there a grow up in the, in the apartment? What happened? Yeah, I didn't get that. It's, it, it lacked the substance when it came to the actual storytelling of the plot of, you know, of the movie. Of course, there's a lot of fucking plot holes. So it was just kind of like, oh, we're leaving. Okay, come pick up your police report. Any ways that people would function in this world was never considered. No, absolutely not. Pack your shit. We're going to the hotel. <laughs> we're going to copy the end of Exorcist, except we don't get to see the apartment implode. Right. That's very true. So, did you... Uh, I've got one more bad. Do you have any more bads? I, I don't. Um, go ahead and do your bad, because I have some other moments. But, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my final bad is the cop... Uh, it, the cops end up talking to each other, and one cop just says, oh, it must have been a gas leak or some shit. Like, despite the <laughs> fact that huge crowds of people outside where a gas leak would not have affected them because it's fucking outside and mm-hmm. it would have been spread by the wind and diluted. And yet people are just like, no, there was giant fucking plants coming out of this thing. The The apartment was shaking, growling. There was lightning uh, inside it. Fog. Uh, moving plants. Plants don't usually move fast enough to be perceived without a fast motion lens. And we just saw like leafy vines flapping all over the place. Yes. And he's just like, oh, it must have been a gas leak. Like, no, you're not getting this from the tenants because, again, if it was a gas leak, the tenants are fucking gone. They're not dead. Yeah. Well, Even like if the I tenants said- were killed by a gas leak, the cops would be coming in with gas masks. <laughs> Yeah, plot holes. It it just it, well, I say plot holes, but like it, there's no substance. It it was just like oh, we're just gonna make up some random fucking reason for why yeah. they're leaving or what it's happened. We need to fill out the ending of this movie. Here's some goofy shit and no reasons for any of that. God, the actual ending though. The actual ending. Yeah, because as the cop decides to go in and check out, if it was a gas leak, you think he'd have a gas mask, but he doesn't believe his own mm-hmm. bullshit. No. So he opens up a door in the basement, in like the laundry room or something, because I guess when, if you're concerned about a gas leak killing tenants, you're going to look in the laundry room rather than their apartments. Yeah, exactly. And he opens up a door and somehow, you know, despite the fact that the troll destroyed his guardian and and removed the rooms, or removed the worlds from the yeah. apartment, yeah. there's still a doorway to another world. Like this shit doesn't add up. Did the guardian get destroyed or not? Did the fucking ending count or not? See, and whenever I saw the ending, the whole time I'm like, okay, obviously it leads you to believe that there's going to be some type of an actual sequel to this said movie. Because he's just like sucked in by the mystical forest and then it's like, okay, that's it. But like, what happens? What happens to the cop? What about the other cop outside? What about everything else? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a sequel. 
I'm going to write a sequel. I'm going to do it. I mean, there's got to be. Why is that troll smiling? Yeah, it's the troll smiling. God. Yeah, I just wish that the camera would pan down and you'd see if like Julia Louise Dreyfus is underneath him. I mean, that would have been a nice surprise for him to have gone, you know, open that door, walk in there, and she's like, hey, I'm here. And then have been like, okay, that's the end of that fucking movie because that would have ended very well. But it's yeah. like he falls down or some shit, and it's just like, oh, well, so the trolls are not actually gone? Question mark? <laughs> like, are they actually, like, did they actually defeat the kingdom? I don't think so. Yeah, were the worlds destroyed? Did they, are they no. floating in space somewhere? They're hiding. That's my I thing. mean, like, if you're going to have, like, oh, the trolls still exist, at least show us, like, Julia Louise Dreyfus, like, str- uh, you know, cowgirling Malcolm. Like, let us know that Malcolm is alive and he's finally mm. getting a happy ending. Yes. Pussy for Malcolm. That's that's my that's my cause. He of needed the day. some because um, I'll throw in one extra bad if that's okay. The all right, the mom. Whenever uh, Wendy invites, and I never, you know what? I'm really bad about the names. Like I'll remember some people's names. I'm like, oh, I like this character, so I'll remember their name. But then if they're like irrelevant to me, I'm just like, oh, they're the mom or the sister. I don't really care. Yeah. So the mom, you know, has. Wendy invites Malcolm over. And well, she thinks that it's a child, right? She's like has a glass of chocolate milk and she sees that it's Malcolm, who's a little person. But the look on her face, she was so fucking like, it was like, oh my God, why is this? The father, when he opens the door and he's just like, oh. Like they're so disgusted (laughs) by small people. Like what the fuck's wrong with you? This is a person. And that's her BFF. Because they, they were. I love their friendship. Like, they they were friends. But, you know, he has a, uh, what was it, a gin and tonic? He's like, oh, I'll take a gin and tonic. And I'm like, okay. This is why Malcolm is my favorite. Yeah, because he knows how to get crunk. Right? Not off chocolate milk. Like, bitch, mom, drink the chocolate milk. You just wasted your fucking time. <laughs> I'll have chocolate milk if you throw a little vodka in it. Get me a Ooh. mudslide going on. Yeah. For sure. I like that. Even though I'm having wine. Right now, because that's the theme of things for me, so I have to drink my wine. <laughs> I have a, I have a mudslide, which is like vodka and chocolate. It's a wonderful combination, and also, uh, I live in Ontario, and we have a distillery that makes something called vodka, which is vodka made from milk sugars. So it is the smoothest vodka on the planet. Like you drink it, there'll be no. <gasps> Like, it doesn't grip you by the throat or anything, like, straight or with anything. It is, like, the smoothest possible vodka. Is that that something that uh, you only have in Canada? Is that something that we can Um, (laughs) find here? Because You can can try looking for it. I don't know if the distillery ships across the border. It's called Vodkow, with a K. Okay. And uh, the best part is it comes in a milk bottle. I want to try that shit. I'm going to look it up later. Because I like vodka and I like like spirits and stuff, but I just always drink wine. But uh, if it's really easy well, you're to a mom. drink. You're a mom. It has to be your default. I'm a mom. No, that's not why I like wine. It just makes me really calm and funny. So there you go. <laughs> Maybe because I'm a mom too. But anyways. 
Okay, so uh, we usually have a category called what the fuck when something doesn't count as a good, doesn't count as a bad, but it still has to be discussed. Yep. <laughs> and you got some, I get, I bet. I I have some, yes. I mean, basically, I could just say the whole movie. <laughs> like, you, wouldn't be the, you, you wouldn't be the first. We've had some movies where the entire <laughs> thing is a what the fuck. Oh, gosh. Yes. Very much so. So what's your first WTF? All right. So we'll go with my first WTF. Um, all right. So when Wendy, she has her little ring on, right? And it has this, I don't know, like this, what was it? Like some type of a a needle or something that came out of it. It's so like this a green, green emerald this, with a needle. Yeah. yeah. It whatever it was. And it like this green light comes out. And this this scene goes, I mean this uh what the fuck moment goes into the whole Sonny Bono being turned into the pod. Because she just like stabs him in the arm, right? And he did nothing to defend himself. Nothing. It was just like, oh, let me let this, like, little fucking tiny girl turn me into a fucking troll. And I didn't get that. That was one of my things. Like, I didn't get the whole point of him not, like, pushing her away. Like, why the fuck are you not, like, defending yourself? Uh, with, I guess the, the ring was pretty powerful. <laughs> I don't know. With, with, a green ring that shoot, with a uh, green shiny ring that shoots, you know, uh, industrial light and magic cinema effects i really thought this guy was going to be using the schwartz yeah but it was like so, like he's just sitting there and he's like covering his face right so at first i'm like oh she's gonna pierce him in the eyeball or something kind of gruesome but no she just like gets him in the arm that's all and you I'm need gonna, but yeah okay well i need to get me one of those rings it lets the like, magic out. i need to get one <laughs> i really do yeah because, yeah, my what the fuck is about that, too, because Son is, I, I ask myself, is this supposed to be a movie? Because Sonny Bono, well, as soon as we introduce his character during the uh, the fake fire drill scene, yeah. is he's just like, you're the one with the kids? Well, listen, man, kids are a real buzzkill when it comes to scoring. So you keep your kids in line so that I can get mine. And I'm like, no. this is it. Sonny Bono, and then we get to see him like trying to put his his date to work. It's like he's a weird sex maniac. This is is this a kids movie? Also, he it's gets turned he gets turned, he gets turned into Ron Jeremy, and then a marijuana patch. So where the like this? And then Julia Louise Dreyfus is fucking naked. So like, is this a fucking kids movie or not? I mean, it was the 80s, so this is my thing. This is my little input on that. It was the 80s, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's totally fine. Yeah, the because, 80s The 80s didn't give a fuck. No, because I was like born in 83, so I started watching horror films probably at five or six years old. Way so too I early. Was seeing, yeah, probably, but my, my mom was like, hey, you want to watch this shit? We're going to watch this and seeing titties and just everything, but that was like you the epitome cool of the 80s. I saw some tits. I've seen 80s tits. I've seen them all. Oh, yeah. 80s titties is is a treat. Oh, my. Uh, I also grew up seeing horror movies a little too early as well. And boobs. Oh, like, yeah. Like uh, being, like, even though I was raised in the 80s, my dad always like rented like the old horror movies. So mm -hmm. uh, my, 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 my titties were from the 70s. Like with the uh, the Hammer movies when they did like the Vampire Lovers, mm -hmm. which was like the first English speaking lesbian vampire movie. 
And I guess he didn't know that at the time because like he, he didn't, I guess he was too, he was too stunned watching the movie to be like, you shouldn't be watching this. You're a child. And they were just like, oh, wow, those ladies are, they got big chests. Right? And then you see Bush. That's another thing. Like, if you, you know, and I've seen 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way up to current horror films. But it is funny because my mom would always be like, okay, well, just close your eyes during this part. And you know our fucking asses were like, let me see. Hold on, I'm going to close my eyes, but I'm going to leave my fingers split open so you can still see. Because <laughs> that just, was the whole thing. Like, you wanted she had to, to put, see. She had to put in, like, the least amount of parental authority. But just like. No, my, look, my mom was like, re- she's really into horror. I mean, that's kind of how I got my start into getting into horror. She let us start watching this shit really early. You know, Friday, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that kind of shit. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen it all, and it never affected me. I mean, or did it affect me? I'm not really <laughs> sure. We're not really sure yet. But, yeah, I, I Man, just, you should, it's all awesome. You should tell your mom about this podcast. Have her on as a guest. She sounds like a real treat. She is a fucking delight. She actually asked me if she could do a little cameo on my, on my podcast, and I was like, Mom, I'm going to drink. You got to drink if you're going to be on my podcast. She's like, I can do it, but she knows her shit. Let me just say that, okay? She knows her fucking shit. She would do a good wow. job. Wow. You have a legendary mom. Your, mo- <laughs> your mom is now like the patron saint of this podcast. She is like ridiculous. Like I'm telling you right now, we're not going to sit here and keep talking about her, but she's fucking awesome. I'm just going to let you know that she can quote, you know, every fucking movie, horror, not horror. Like we used to watch Porky's. Growing up. Like, we watched that with our mom. If it's got titties and bush, your mom's into it. Yeah, for sure. Like, she goes to uh, conventions with us. Like, the horror convention. She's like, yeah, Texas Frightmare, for for example. Yeah, no, she's all about it. She's fun. She's a riot. Man. Uh, My next what the fuck is when Harry Harry Jr. leaves the apartment, we Mm -hmm. see the witch... Saying like, uh, you know, watch out for trolls, and then like he looks at her and smiles. Like, how the fuck would he recognize that this is her? <laughs> I know. She never changed herself in front of him. He should have been like, who the fuck are you? How do you know about this? Yeah, I didn't get that either. <laughs> I was like, what is oh. happening? What is actually happening? Why is she still young after the battle? Like, why would she ever be old if being young wasn't like? Oh, I need to fight in my young form, but it takes a lot of my energy or something. No, she the fight is over. She could have been like just go back to old lady and like say goodbye to him. But no, she decides like, oh wait, I forgot I can be young and hot forever. Yeah, and then if you you know, at the end, she is young. She stays young because you know at the end when they leave, she's like, Good job, Harry. <laughs> like, what? That's the hot old witch. Like, she's just cut and then she disappears. And that's it. It's like, but yeah. you're you're there. Also, also, back to she fucking sucks. The doors are still open. Where was she to rescue the cop? Exactly. But she took off. It, I think she was like, okay, Harry, because I think she had like this little weird thing with Harry. Because it was like, okay, good job. I'm going to go but- follow Harry wherever he goes. I'm going to follow and I'm going to deflower that kid. Hey. 
I mean, he wasn't like, he was kind of cute. I'm just going to say, like, I don't know how old. I didn't look that up to see, like, how old he was um, during the filming of this. I, obviously, he was a preteen teenager, I guess. Well, she, said, like, she, has, oh. she said he has a prepubescent knock, so. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. But he looked, you know, he could have been 13, 14. Now we're starting to get in the Mary Kay Letourneau shit. I need to be not not say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely is like the Mary Kay cosmetics of this. Yes, very much so. And I and I screwed that up on purpose. <laughs> so yeah, that would. I mean, like if we find out that she's got like a share vibe going on, like like she's into the young blood, then that would that would be neat. Like it's 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 nice to see a hero with a flaw, especially that that flaw could end them up in jail. Well, I mean, I'm not just like saying. it would stop her. She could just like do. She could just like wiggle her nose, blink, and shake her head, and then the bars disappear. Yeah, but she's not. I dream of Jeannie. Okay, so <laughs> you know, it doesn't. It doesn't really work that way. I mean, she just decided, like you said, she decided to stay younger because if you had to choose, who would you be? The older woman, or would you be this hot young babe? Like, you're going to be the hot young babe and then, I guess, go defeat trolls in another apartment complex. Maybe that's where <laughs> she was heading. I'm not sure. She's like, I can tell the trolls are still out there somewhere, so I'm going to keep looking. And I'm like, they're in the same fucking spot. Just go into the laundry room. Like, yeah, the cop just does. go back in. The cop is getting, you know, taken away by whatever these fucking trolls. But she's just like, good job, Harry. Like, no, bye. That, that cop is about, the that cop is going to get turned into a fucking centaur or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's his own fucking fault for going in there without a fucking gas mask on. Or his backup. <laughs> exactly. His backup wasn't stupid. They were like, no, I'm, I'm going to stay out here. I know. I think yeah. the backup knew. They were like, yeah, there's trolls in there. I'm not going in there. <laughs> that would have been me. I'd been like, no, you go check, fam. You go check. You go check for me. Yeah, I'll go check the other door. And by check the door, <laughs> I mean I will open it, look, but I will not walk in. Yeah, he was fucking brave, though. So hats off to him, but now he's in fucking mystical troll land. So now he's, he's going to be blowing a fucking pan flute and dancing on a rock for the next 80 years. Who knows? But he'll get but he'll get to be with Jeanette. So there's that. Yeah, there's always that. Uh, so all right. I'm, I'm all out of what the fucks. How about you? Let's see. Uh, let me look and see. Oh, there was a weird moment when Wendy, she went over to the other neighbor's house. Now, I didn't get his name. He was a younger, younger guy. And she asked him what death looks like. And I was like, what? I mean, obviously, she turns him into a fucking troll. But it was like the way she asked him, she's like, what does death look like? Like, like, that's she, a she morbid question, right? For, like, a little girl to be asking. And, and, again, she just forcefully puts herself into this apartment. It's it's like, let's not knock or anything. We, you know what? We're just going to go in. I don't know if this guy's, like, touching himself. Like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. But well, I'm going to walk He could in be throwing axes because we see, like, a, a dartboard or something or a... Uh, like a like a stand with a canvas mm -hmm. a, with a cork canvas on it with a tomahawks in it. Like this guy's doing knife throwing in his apartment. Well, I mean, he had to have something to do, I guess. Well, like, he's a soldier, so I guess you know if you're a soldier, right, you have to be was. fascinated with weapons. I guess you do. I don't know. I don't really know personally know any soldiers. So guys get turned into multiple trolls 
But if you're a friend or a hot piece of ass, then you just get transformed into a different creature. But if, right. you, if you're a dude, then you just become random material for numerous creatures. Yes. And this soldier, being a soldier, he should have fought a lot better, but he turned into a bitch. He, as soon as he sees that he's dealing with a troll, you think he'd be like, like grabbing his weapons and just coming at this thing. But I think he tries it once. Then like the, they remove his weapon. But then you think he just grabbed... Yeah, he did try shooting the troll, but his weapons went yeah. through the troll. Yeah, because you can't you can't kill the troll apparently that way. Now you think he'd at least grab like a, a machete and do like some close quarters combat? Like he's like he's done knife throwing and stuff. Even if guns don't work, like try something. Yeah, but he didn't. Or escape. Like, <laughs> hey, that's what death looks like to to him or to her now. I guess right. Like <laughs> you're turning it into a troll, and that's. That you're yeah. gonna turn into like multiple backup singers for a for a shitty song. Oh dear God, yes. <laughs> um, so I do have one more. Uh, well, I guess like what the fuck moment, real quick. Uh, what I didn't get was Eunice, right? The witch. She gets turned into this tree. Like she's supposed to be like the master witch, but she gets turned into a fucking tree that talks, and she's like, "Close the door." Like, you're a fucking tree trunk. Like, how did they turn you into the little tree trunk? And she's, like, talking to the family, right? Because they open the door, and he's like, I'm going to listen to her. Like, <laughs> Well, I guess if she was a creature, she could still walk around and cause trouble. But by making her a tree, she's rooted into the ground and can't move. Dear God. I was just like, she, like you said, she's the worst witch ever. She doesn't get a shot off. As soon as, like, she gets ambushed by something, she immediately loses her magic staff. And then she gets turned to do something like there's no fight. Like even if like the goblin mm. was stronger than he's ever been, like or harnessing the power of his multiple worlds to amplify his power, like there should have been like a duel between them so that we can see like for all of her experience, he's just got more raw power right now, and you're going to need someone young, like truly young, not just like appearing young. Exactly, and there was no fight. That was the thing. There was never any actual real fight between them. It was just kind of like, let me take this uh, little sword thing, and it shoots out, what was it, like shoots out the lightning bolt thing. But, it, like, it didn't really work. It's like she was defeated, she's turned into a fucking tree trunk, and now she talks, and she's trying to warn the family. She needs to get her fucking license, like, revoked or some shit, because that was bad. <laughs> Like, come on. I, I'm telling you, I can be a better witch than that. Oh, yeah. I could. So with, I, so with the what the fuck's taken care of, we can now move on to the kill of the week. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Am Man. I going first or are you going? <laughs> oh, sure, you go first. <laughs> All right. So, oh, God. So in kills, as far as I'm considered, now everybody has their own, um, you know, I guess that like definition of like what a kill scene is. For me, I'm going to have to go with Sonny Bono's because to me, it was my most favorite quote unquote kill because of the transformation, because of the <laughs> fact that it was like, all right, he's this disgusting pod, Ron Jeremy. Then he's this green bean that ejaculates little trolls out and branches. And I was just like, that was the best 
scene, though, to me, like as far as them getting turned into a troll, that was the best one because they actually like put a lot of time into it, it looked like. Everybody else, it was just kind of like, okay, you're turning into a troll, that's it. But they kind of gave him this like extra magic. Like they made him actually transform. It's the first one. Yes, but I like it. I know it's the first one. But all the other ones are like, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't try to do anything else. They didn't try to top it, really. It was just like, all right, Sonny, this is you. You didn't make the fucking, you know, you didn't make the fucking pancake, so we're going to destroy you. <laughs> so <laughs> that's going to be my favorite and, you know, kill of the week. You're a washed up celebrity, but we still can't afford you for the rest of the movie. So. <laughs> right? We have to get your ass out of here right now. He's got music to make, man. He didn't got time for this. <laughs> you, yeah, you showed up. We can only afford you for one day of shooting. But I hate to say this, but like I hope that's not when he went on his skiing trip, right? No, that was like in uh, oh, like God. much much later on. Much later, that's right. That ski yep. trip, it, that, after this movie though, that ski trip was the second worst thing to happen to his face. Oh, God. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> I'm just saying. He doesn't have shit now. No. Uh, my kill of the week is death by Julia Louise Dreyfus in tr as triplets. I mean, it's, <laughs> ha it's how I would want to die. And I can't really, <laughs> I couldn't ask for a better send off. That's true. Like, like being fucked to death by giggling pixie triplets that all happen to look like Elaine from Seinfeld in her prime. And, and that's a loose term of the word prime because she's still <laughs> gorgeous now. She is, and she literally has not aged. That's the thing. It's like, what was that? Nineteen? When was this movie made? Nineteen eighty? Eighty-six. So pre-Seinfeld, right? Just after yes. Saturday Night, I guess. Just after Saturday Night Live, but before uh, or during her SNL time. But she legit. The only thing that's changed to me, like when I looked her up, I was like, okay, let me let me look her up because I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff, obviously lately, but. I said, oh, my God, like, she doesn't really have the curly hair now, but, like, she looks the fucking same. Like, I want to drink whatever she's drinking. <laughs> because she was gorgeous in this movie, and the curly hair, I was for it. I, I understand. I'd probably want to be murdered by her as well. <laughs> I'm just saying, she was a hot piece of ass, and she still is, so. No arguments here, man. <laughs> we we may be separated by a few thousand miles, but I would I would raise my glass to clink it with yours right, <laughs> right? now because that, that is something to toast. Like yes, JLD fucking smoking. <laughs> so now we'll just uh, we'll just conclude with my rating, and I'm going to give it three turd shaped cocoons out of five. <laughs> I love that. It, it it does have its writing problems, and I mean, when I say problems, I mean it just comes off as absolutely dim-witted in the mm -hmm. ways that they escape or downright ignore the corners that they write themselves into, but it actually shows competence in regards to the creature creation of the troll outfit. It has the ingredients for greatness because, again, Phil Fondacaro performing as the troll looks great. The troll is disgusting, creepy, and also, like, uh, fantastical looking. Its failures mm -hmm. came from reasons that had absolutely nothing to do with budget. Mm -hmm. Every single problem with this movie was writing-based. The acting, competent, 
Uh, they may have done things badly, but that was purely direction because in other scenes, they they come off like they're actually, you know, being the people as people would be in that scene. So anything stupid they do or that they're allowed to do is entirely the director going, yeah, we're going to keep that. Yeah. So directing and writing is where this movie fails. It just fails a lot. <laughs> but it it does have charming moments in it, uh, like some likable characters and uh, great physical effects. I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, I actually gave it for my rating. I did three mushroom dick plants out of five. <laughs> okay. Because as you mentioned earlier, uh, I really like the musical score. I think that they put a lot of time and effort into that. Uh, Just not the musical cheesy. number. Exactly. But it was like they actually had legit music that they, they took the time to create for the movie. And the Malcolm and Wendy's friendship, I just loved it. I felt like it was genuine, and Malcolm's character was like the best thing about this movie for me. Yeah. I just, I loved it so much because he was so sincere, and there's that moment where he's talking to Wendy, and he tells her, you know, he's going to draw her a uh, bunny, and he's like floppy ears or, you know, not floppy ears. But it was like he and he was like sick or said he was like uh, had some kind of illness or something. Well, yeah, but he's talking about his dwarfism causing like uh, health complications all these as it yeah. does. But it was so sincere, though. It was almost as if he was actually really speaking to this person. Like it and, wasn't scripted for a movie. And her in reply going like, did you ever want to be an elf? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I would, because, you know. If I was an elf, then there would be a reason that I'm small, not just not just an accident of being born sick. Yes. Yes. And then but she just, makes him an elf into this weird kind of scary puppet with a mustache. But yeah, yeah, the mustache I wasn't for. But no, I really just like the like I said, the genuineness of his character. And when you watch the movie as a whole, yes, the acting was pretty bad. Um, the writing could have definitely used a lot of help. The storyline, yeah, because, there's a lot of plot holes. Because it ignores Malcolm as soon as he gets transformed into an elf. Like, yeah. we, we should have seen the elf Malcolm, like, getting used to his new body, being able to speak or something, and end up playing with the troll. Like, we should have seen their friendship continue after his transformation. But you don't. And we that's kind of like the, the bitter troll together. Yeah, the, that's kind of the bittersweet ending, the bittersweet moment of it because like I said, I really enjoyed that and um I haven't actually seen anything else that he's been in. Oh, um, uh, Phil von Dacker, he was in Brothel, uh, Bordello of Blood. Oh fuck. It's one of those things that I probably just missed and it's like like I said I didn't I had only seen Troll 1. Well, well one you had time, to look down to so. catch it. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I, I really liked him. And like I said, so I did give it a higher rating than I probably would have. Had he not been in it, he probably would have got the one mushroom dick plant <laughs> out of five for me. Yeah, he, but he, he really, added, he helped it. He helped he it. He added a lot. a lot of heart to this movie. Yes, he did. I love him. I really did. Yeah, so Phil Fondacaro, we at the Graveyard Shift salute you. You're a I good do. troll. And it would have been nice to see what you were like as an elf, but we got robbed because 
the writing fell tremendously short after you That's after right. you got written it. They did. They knew he was still in the uh, the, the screen, so they were like, "Oh, we got to get him out of here because he's just yeah. going to make this movie too good." <laughs> That's my thought on it. They're just like, "We can't we can't keep taking him out of the costume. We got to keep him in the <laughs> cost. We got to keep him in the troll costume." Yeah, 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 yeah. We, this elf makeup is going to destroy our budget. Oh, God. So, uh, mm -hmm. Heather, where can people find you? All right. Uh, so people can find me uh, on Instagram under Wednesday Wine and Horror. You can find me on Facebook under Heather Silman. And you can send me a friend request. You know, start following me. Don't stalk me, though. Please, God, don't. Be nice. Be she nice. May, she may yes. be talking about how hot women are, but don't go being like, so are you, boy, or anything. Like, that's her business, okay? No, and be don't nice. send me any sugar daddy requests because I get enough of those. I don't have time. I just have to control, alt, delete all of them because I'm, you know, it's it's whatever. But yeah, definitely. Those are the platforms you can find me on. And there you go. Hit me up. Yeah, hit her up. Say hi. Be nice. Ask her about what kind of wine she likes. Sure, mm. she'll, she'll, she'll be happy to tell you. I'll bitch at you. That's another thing that I do. So, um, yeah, we can bitch. We can talk wine. We can talk horror. Just chat me up. Yep. And we will be covering the sequel, Troll 2, but not on this podcast because uh, it would just break the format. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yes. It, it's a movie that's beyond critical thinking and critical analysis like we like to do on this podcast so yeah we'll be talking about it on her podcast the wednesday wine and a horror yep is that's that the correct name? okay wednesday wine and horror yep so we will be talking about it on that because it's a much more it's a much looser format so we will just be mentioning stuff rather than rating it or thinking about it because it would kill it would kill my critical brain. <laughs> We're just going to basically talk shit. We're going to make fun of it. We're going to have a good time. And, you know, there you go. There would be no goods or bads. It would just be all what the fucks. And a movie has to have basically. some goods and bads in it mm. as well. It, it, it can't exist with just one third of our, uh, of our roster on it, so... You uh, you can definitely check her out, check me out on her podcast because we're going to be doing that. And uh, oh boy, this movie that 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 movie oh boy, oh it's so good though. But, <laughs> it's so but, good. But uh, <laughs> troll, I'd say uh, check it out. It's worth watching. It's definitely got some problems. Uh, even though we keep mentioning like naked Julia Louise Dreyfus, like she's technically naked, but with like a vine yeah. bra thong situation going on, so technically safe to watch with kids. I I, I would agree. I, I mean, there was nothing in there that was too risque because you don't see anything. I mean, she's just like I said, she's kind of running through the forest, and all her good parts are covered. So there you go. Yeah. But just that, so you get to see everything, like, so you get to <laughs> yeah. see everything, like, thighs, gams, butt, whole Her beautiful shebang. hair flowing in the wind, yes. Oh, her beautiful pouty lips. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm, ju I'm just ending this podcast with little, with little cartoon hearts floating above my head. It's like the podcast went from six to midnight real quick at the end of it. <laughs> like we are, we are in a different category, my friend. Different we, category. We are both at midnight, <laughs> which yes, is interesting. We are. 
Uh, so, until next time, I'm Mike. I'm Heather. And, and thank you, Mike, for having me on this episode. Thank you for being a guest. And thank Thanks. you, listener, for joining us on The Graveyard Shift. The Graveyard Shift is a Strange Biscuits production. Visit our website at strangebiscuits.com slash graveyardshift to hear all of our previous episodes. Subscribe to us, rate, and review us on CastBox, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't forget to check out our Instagram at The Graveyard Shift Pod, as well as our Facebook at The Graveyard Shift Pod. Our Twitter is GS underscore Horror Pod. And if you wish to support the show financially, visit us at patreon.com slash graveyard. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show and get bonus content. The theme for The Graveyard Shift is As Brutal As It Ever Was by Technoaxe. Visit their website at technoaxe.com and their YouTube channel for more royalty-free music. Thank you for listening, and as always, stay spooky. Ha 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 